What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it is episode 92 this week. 92. Hell yeah, man. Getting up there. Only eight more away until the big 100. Yes, the big 100. We're talking about some crazy stuff for the big 100. Yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking about putting some stuff together. We're, yeah. we, it, it, oh, man. If you stick around for two more months, right. you know, eight weeks, exactly. you, you, you'll see what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like they say in the entertainment industry, we got stuff in the works. We got stuff in the works. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We have a special guest for you guys this week. Oh, Roman Metichian. Yes. Come well done. Well I know. done. I know. Yes. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, this guy, oh, my goodness, ex-MMA fighter, but now just a badass in front of the camera. Yeah, dude, and he's on, like, a huge hit show now. I'm sure you guys have heard of this little one with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, right. the morning show mm-hmm. on uh, Apple+. Plus. Hey, a uh, big star in that one. Yeah. He, you know, throughout every episode, what, five out of the eight episodes, yeah. he plays an integral character to Jennifer Aniston's yeah. character, so he's just killing it. And I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I, I know you are, because, yeah, yeah. Um, And, look, just his, how he even made it to america and yeah. to pursue this acting career is yeah. so inspiring i mean i can't wait for everybody to hear his story it's amazing agreed agreed oh man and of course we got the latest and greatest industry news that broke this week we're talking about disney plus we got it we love it oh honestly. man the mandalorian series <laughs> i couldn't oh wait God. dude the only thing that kept me from watching the mandalorian instantly is that i couldn't fucking get on because of all the problems with with the service but oh my gosh yeah we're gonna talk about that but yeah just- if you guys don't have it get it Definitely. and get the bundle because yeah. the hulu espn disney thing that seems like a really good bargain get it guys man you're gonna love it trust us agreed agreed and your host for this week myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mal what up and before we get this thing started you know i gotta plug the website crazyantmedia.com head over there click on our merchandise tab and start shopping and wearing the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear Christmas is right around the corner, guys. It, I need, I, you know you want that underneath your shirt. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and why buy those cute like Christmas bags or gift bags? Exactly. You can buy Crazy Ant bags Hell and yeah. load it with merchandise. I mean, and then you can reuse them all year long. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. Hell it yeah. just makes sense. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's get this thing kicked off with the one and only Mouse House. Oh and this is by goodness. no surprise, right? That's right. No, I mean, we talk about streaming wars, but we had to start – you know, with Disney this week for sure. They launched finally the big Disney Plus. Yep. Holy crap. I've All been on kinds it every day since uh, we've uh, gotten it. Like, I mean, legitimately, they have so much stuff on there. I know everybody was talking about, oh, it's not going to have nearly the content as Netflix. That might be true, but the content they have, yeah. holy you shit. You literally know everything that's on this streaming yes. service. Yes. I mean, and, and what the beauty of it is, you can watch something like brand fucking new, yep. like, the Mandalorian or on the same day you can go and watch the one that kicked it all off Steamboat Willie yeah man the very first Mickey film ever with 90 years ago I know right and we did I did Mandalorian and Steamboat Willie in the same day. In the same day. You can literally span Disney's entire right. history in one right day there. on Disney+. Plus. It's so it's, crazy, it's man. It's crazy. There's so much content. You literally got all the Star Wars stuff, almost all the Marvel stuff, once it's off of like the other platforms right. I feel like right. it's coming on. Now, here's the good thing, though. With both the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff, if you've seen the movies, you haven't seen this because there's new footage yeah. and deleted scenes that are included in the movies. Mm-hmm. George Lucas's Han shot first. Remember how that yeah. big debate about who shot first? 
Well, the Han shot first scene is now in oh, Star shit. Wars. Yes. And Endgame, we finally see Catherine Langford. That's we see I'm the deleted really scene with about. the adult oh, Tony's daughter. Yeah. So it, there's reasons. He, don't think like, oh, but I've already seen them. No, you haven't. No. You got you to get them because they're brand. And Mandalorian is worth getting Disney Plus alone. Agreed. It would, Favreau, well done, sir. Well done, well done. Space Western extraordinaire. Hell yeah. It was so good. Hell yeah. Uh, we're not the only ones who think so, though. Right. Apparently, <laughs> the stock soared 6% to an all-time high after the company revealed Wednesday that the streaming service had 10 million signups in the first day. Damn. Now... We do want to clarify because, as you can tell, we're fans of Disney. Of I mean, we thought we. I mean, we hope to take them down one day. You know. But we're fans. Ten million signups does not mean ten million subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Remember, they gave away a free week, so a lot of people might have signed up. And will they keep the subscription after, after that, that free week? week? Yeah. And so, so ten million signups doesn't necessarily mean 10 million yeah. subscribers but i'm guessing it's going to they're going to hold most of it yeah i would think so yeah um, and i mean the cool thing about um pre-ordering or pre-signing up um they give you that seven day for free exactly in, in general so i mean we're not getting billed until like the 19th so. yeah and we're definitely keeping it yeah. we're not going to be one of those the seven days up let's cancel Hell it no. no i think they'll keep the majority of those 10 million subscribers on the first day and it pushes them above what they were anticipating because they were saying 60 to 90 million by 2024 but mm -hmm. if you keep even 70 yeah. percent of the right. 10 million in day one you're yeah. going to exceed that number easily i agree um and especially when it starts uh debuting in international markets yeah yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I said, guys, get it. It's totally worth it. I, I know everybody's like, oh, man, do I keep eight streaming services or which I one know, do I right? get rid of? Or Get Disney and don't get rid of it. it it's – oh, man, so mm -hmm. good, so good. Right. All right, keeping with Disney because their streaming service isn't the only thing they do. Yeah, I, mean. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Freeform, also owned by Disney, yeah. and a lot of their stuff shows up on Hulu. Yeah. Um, they have a pilot last summer mm. that's actually being produced uh, and created by Jessica Peel. Oh. Yeah, that Jessica Beale, yes. Uh, and Michelle Purple. Purple. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting name. Right. They've actually assembled a robust cast for this film, uh, or for this uh, pilot TV show last summer. Michael Landis, Brooklyn Sandano, Harley Quinn Smith. Yes, Kevin Smith's yeah. daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. Uh, Shiara Arula, Mike Abdallah, Froy Gutierrez, uh, just Blake Lee. Like a ton of people, man. Yeah. This is going to be a huge show, I think. Wow. And they recently started filming in Texas. Oh, wow. So, um... I mean, dude, I'm excited for this. She yeah. had a pretty good run on that little show on USA, mm -hmm. and I think she's just making, you know, a good little jump back in, you know. And I mean, you got JT, like, yeah. Like, I mean, you I know. feel like you got a lot of support there, and that's going to get a lot of play. Yeah. So you know, of course, it, it's it's good. Hell yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I mean, sticking with Fox, they have given a script commitment plus penalties to Sometimes I Lie, a limited series starring an executive produced by. Buffy the Vampire Slayer alumni Sarah Mitch Garland. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I do. I, I love Buffy. Michelle. I mean, Michelle, you got it. We all yeah, know what you yeah, meant. Yeah. You know, you say Buffy, everybody knows yeah, what you mean. It's good. Sarah Michelle Gellar, though. But yeah, dude, I mean, I'm a huge fan of hers. I've always been a kind of huge fan of her. Yeah. I loved her on the show with Robin Williams. I was so unfortunate to see that, you know, not make it after the. And who knows? I mean, I don't want to put this out there, but had it been picked up and not canceled right. after one season, 
who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, she, she's great. I think this is going to be really good. It's based on former BBC journalist Alice Freeney's debut novel. Okay. So, um, yeah. And it's also, uh, guys, this is what's really cool about it. It hails from Oscar-nominated writer Robin Secord from The, uh, the Curious uh, case of Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. but also Ellen DeGeneres's production company, a very good production. Oh wow! So you know, a lot of people don't know, but she has a company. She's buying up a lot of TV properties yeah. and putting a lot of stuff out there. So I'm excited. Anything I feel like that has Ellen involved is going to be pretty good. Yeah, you know, she's she's got great taste. She's amazingly talented, and I just feel like she's going. You know, she knows what she's doing. So that's some news. You know, mm-hmm. we'll just like I said the, the Mouse House had to kick it off with that. I mean, yeah. um. Quibi. 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 You guys might not have heard of this, but that's the the little um, direct-to-your-mobile phone uh, streaming service that mm. was done by Jeffrey Katzenberg, former Disney guy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he launched that uh, with Meg Whitman, the former head of uh, Hewlett-Packard, um, and that's their little company now. So this is exciting, though. I'm super pumped about this. The Russo Brothers. Yes, yeah. the Russo brothers. You Those guys Russo know them. Brothers. Endgame, Marvel, Extraordinaire. They are going to be bringing a new docu series to Quibi, documenting the decades long rivalry between Marvel and DC. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be called Slugfest, okay. and it's actually inspired by the book Slugfest inside the epic 50-year battle between Marvel and DC. And I guess what it's going to do, they're talking about chronicling the growth of both of the comic books as a new American art form, mm. following the rise of the two companies that went on, you know, obviously during their heyday to become huge publishing giants. Right. Um, and then now, both attempting to be Hollywood powerhouses. Yeah. Um, and it's going to... This is a really cool thing, though. It's going to interview a lot of the writers and artists and creators That's of all cool. these characters and yeah. everything. I'm hoping they got some stuff in the can with Stan because that'd be really good. Yeah. Um, and and then also the film side of it, you're yeah. going to be talking to creators and actors and stuff involved with the film sides on both of them, and um and stuff like that. And then they're also going to be talking about which. There's rumors. Remember, we talked about this on the show a few months back about a Lego Marvel DC mm, crossover yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, the comics have been doing crossovers for years. Yeah. So between them, the first one happened in the 70s. Yeah. So, you know, you got X-Men Titans and Justice League Avengers and like all these epic crossovers. Yeah. They're going to be talking about that too and maybe what the potential of maybe seeing a crossover. God, so many different companies own so many different things. I know, right? The, 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 the legal <laughs> challenges of making that happen, but – <laughs> would that would be epic it as fuck? Be. I mean, so and maybe that'll discuss that. Yeah, that's Russo Brothers and it's comic book. It's gonna be epic. Yeah, seriously. get Quibi. I don't know how the fuck you get Quibi, but find Quibi <laughs> know, and get right? Quibi because like, it's gonna be worth bringing so much attention to this streaming service that it's, nobody knew about. It's true because it's strictly for mobile. Yeah. Like it's it's like one of those short project platforms yeah. you know like each thing is really small it's yeah. two or three minutes mm-hmm. it's not kind of like you know because it's made directly for your phone right. so, so but clearly it's worth it yeah i mean just for that i if you weren't thinking about getting it you should now i yeah. mean fuck exactly exactly well we brought up the titans guess yeah. what yeah oh. so did you like that huh? yeah, yeah, yeah it was a good nice. segue that segue nice um dc titans on dc universe has been renewed for a third season Yes. So excited. Yeah, they're only like halfway through the, the first, second season. The second one, yeah. So, oh, and look, I am a huge, huge fan 
of this show. And the second season has just outperformed the first season yeah. just like crazy yeah. awesome. It's gotten so intense and so dark, but in a good way. Yeah. I, and they're really kind of – they're for. and I don't want to throw out spoilers, so I won't do kind of spoiler spoilers. But guys, they're addressing the Nightwing situation. They're addressing Blackfire and Starfire's conflict about, you know, the, the ruling empire on her planet. Uh, they're they're addressing Wonder Girl's dilemma about going back to oh, wow. uh, Paradise. Just so much. Yeah. And then, of course, the big antagonist is Deathstroke, right. you know. So just so much stuff going on in this in this season. Yeah. Yet somehow they're bringing it all together brilliant. Oh, fuck. And Superboy. Oh, shit. Connor <laughs> Clark and Crypto. Yeah. They're in there now, oh, too. And that storyline, because now you got the introduction of luther yeah we haven't seen him yet but they, he's mentioned yeah. constantly um and just my favorite episode so far this season though is the one where dick kind of goes on this tear about you know trying to prove himself i guess or atone for himself um and and he's seeing batman mm. you know mentally he's having this like disturbance with batman or bruce following him around everywhere and it's just a brilliant episode man the actor that they've got playing bruce wayne is phenomenal yeah and that whole thing when he's just dogging the fuck out of dick <laughs> left and right is just so good yeah you really kind of see that dynamic of bruce or dick trying to escape that mm -hmm. like there's this you know, Bruce with that thumb yeah. on him constantly. And I think that's part, it's just brilliant, guys. Yeah. You got to get, I know I went off there, but no, man, it's so good. $7.99 a month, guys. Exactly. I mean, come on, $7.99 a month. Definitely worth it. I mean, plus you got that new Harley Quinn series. Oh my God. And did you see the new trailer for no, that? No, I haven't. So, man, Kaylee Cuoco is going to be awesome yeah. as Harley Quinn. If there were ever somebody that needed to try to follow up Margot Robbie, yeah. although one live action, one anime, right. Kaylee. Cuoco is going to do yeah. it, man. This trailer is brilliant. If you guys haven't seen it, do it. Plus, we've talked about this countless times. The entire history of DC Comics is on there. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can literally go back from the very first DC comic ever all the way up to current issues and read them yeah, on there. Exactly. It's such a good thing for uh, – yeah, just mm. – Mm. Yeah, this no, this next one I know you're excited about. Oh my gosh! Yeah, look, this is this whole block is just bad for me. I'm a comic book geek, man. Speaking of, and by the way, if you guys didn't know, Titans, Greg Berlanti. Yeah, you know he 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 has the DC universe on the TV side covered, and it's brilliant, yeah. and it's perfect in every way possible. And I am so excited about this one. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Now, guys, if you saw, ever since the first appearance of Flash on Arrow, they have hinted that the crisis was coming. Yeah. Okay? That they, they, they teased it at the end with the newspaper saying Flash is vanishing, blah, blah. Crisis on Infinite Earths is finally coming. It's going to be the major Arrowverse crossover event this year, 6th annual. And, of course, it's going to intertwine everybody. Supergirl, Batwoman. Yes, Batwoman this time, which is going to be awesome. Hell yeah. The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. And get this. This time, Black Lightning also oh, is going to be involved in it. That's He's awesome. in it. But that ain't it. The Titans are going to be in it. Smallville, Tom Welling, and Erica Durancey are going to be in it. Brandon Routh is coming back as the Kingdom Come Superman, which is just Christopher Reeve Superman old. Right. Um. So he's playing that version of it. Burt Ward from the original Batman series. Um. Uh, Michael Keaton potentially and oh, if shit. not at least a That'd reference to Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman yeah. is going to take place in it just 
they're paying homage to all of the shows. Rumor has it Wonder Woman might be in it, like Wonder Woman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Um, and there's a few surprises. They said that they haven't even like really announced yet yeah. that they're still working on to try to get into oh, this thing. This is going to be the most epic. If you are a comic book geek, yeah. you're probably just going to like I don't even know. Yeah. I'm gonna like. I'm so excited for this crossover event to see all of the references of the past stuff being intertwined into this yeah. is just gonna be fucking amazing. And if you're not a comic book geek and just a fan of the shows, it's a lot to handle. Yeah, you're is. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, who better to tell you what the fuck is happening after you watch it? Then Kevin Smith. Yeah, right. Kevin Smith is signed on to the CW to do a follow-up show called Crisis Aftermath. Oh, it's going to be like like The Talking Dead, basically. Yeah. It's going to be a post-show talk show hosted by Kevin Smith. Uh, he's going to have a bunch of the comic book creators yeah. and writers that were behind um, – Crisis on Infinite mm -hmm. Earth. So Marv Wolfman, our friend Marv Wolfman, yeah. and uh, George Perez, and like all these people that were involved with uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's great. And it's going to explore and tell you about all the different angles of all the shit that went down. Mm -hmm. So if you're majorly confused about who's dead, who isn't yeah, dead, like... who really is dead and who isn't, what the fuck is Earth 2, Earth Prime, Earth 4, <laughs> like, you know, all of that is going to be explained by Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. It, it's, it's brilliant. Hell yeah. Have we got a, um, a release? date or an air date on this yet oh uh, it starts at the end of december and yeah. and will actually carry over into january so okay. it's like a massive but yeah it's coming up if you guys have been watching the new season of all the shows they're already dropping hints yeah you know the monitor is already showing up and they're already hinting towards but like i said they've been brilliantly doing that for eight years they've yeah. been hinting to this i feel like this is the end game of right. the dc tv universe <laughs> yeah. you know they've been hinting at it for eight years yeah. they've been building and building and building on it and you're gonna get the big payoff it's just oh my god it's gonna be brilliant. hell yeah and i mean something else people have been hinting at for fucking years oh my gosh i know right great one as well great segue as well um dwayne the rock johnson has finally confirmed that his black adam movie is coming yes december 22nd 2021 mm -hmm. that's much sooner than people thought guys remember this is going to be a heavily special effects laden movie yeah. a lot of cgi a lot of post-production so to hit a 2021 release date means that baby's going into production sometime soon mm -hmm. they're going to start filming soon so that's going to be badass if you guys don't i mean this Dwayne Johnson has been wanting to play Black Adam and yeah. been hinting at Black Adam for over a decade, yeah, guys. Forever. And then it was officially announced that he was attached yeah. about 10 years ago. Right, like so shit. while he was hinting at it for more than a decade, it's been actually attached for a decade. Yeah. Now it's finally happening. So I'm so excited. They released this badass kind of teaser poster mm -hmm. of it. It looks so badass. Now this is the crazy thing. It puts it just after Avatar – two's release date oh, shit. just a few days yeah. later so that's direct competition between oh, yeah. disney and and warner brothers yeah um but i'm excited about it. it's gonna reteam um Dwayne with his jungle cruise director wami colette sarah yeah um and as you guys know it's a spinoff from shazam right uh and actually there was talks and even at some point they were they were getting ready to film he was going to be introduced in shazam mm. then they decided that it would be better to have him in his own movie right, first, first before they bring them together yeah so um oh my gosh it's going to be so freaking yeah. good and we've talked about this he's going to kind of be the venom if you will to the dc yeah. universe because and i say that as in 
He's in the comic books. He's just straight up villain. Yeah. He's like a badass, you know, bad guy. Yeah. But the Rock is kind of bringing this interpretation to him of his uh, an antihero. Yeah. You know, more like a submariner, right. if you will. Yeah. Like he he's a bad guy, but he's doing it for right reasons right. or thinks he's. And you kind of want to root for him, right. even though you know, kind of. A, so that's the take that they're gonna they're gonna take on it, which yeah. I really think is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And dude. 2021. Yeah, seriously. It's big for Warner Brothers. I mean, Matt Reeves' Batman is going to open also on June 25th and the Suicide Squad from um, James Gunn. James Gunn, August 6th. So that's going to be a huge fucking year for DC films. (laughs) And I mean, let's hope all of it kind of turns around. Because other than Wonder Woman and Aquaman... Yeah, exactly. So I'm... Shazam was good, though. It was. So, and I, I, I... I think those three movies could really turn the ship around for for DC. We'll yeah, see. It's definitely going to be interesting because they're they're Ooh. throwing a lot at the wall. I'm a comic book geek, man. <laughs> I was excited. That got me up, man. Right. I was just ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, but there's other news. It's That's not all hilarious. comic book news. No, no. <laughs> Scorsese's like, finally, fuck, <laughs> stop talking about comic book <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, because Scorsese's listening, right? <laughs> he is. You never know. You he never fucking, know. He listens. That's right. Exactly. He does. Hey, Mart, let me let me buy you a sandwich. <laughs> oh goodness! That's oh shit! You just threw Spielberg under the bus. Just <laughs> boom! <laughs> now it's Scorsese. Scorsese oh shit! I know. Right? Yeah, it's Scorsese though. You got to up. It can't be McAllister's. No, you got to no. you got to up that shit. We can go to like Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> In LA. We'll get you a steak. Right? It'll be great. It'll be great. I'll get some calamari. That's right. Fine. Meet It'll me in Chinatown. It's going to be good. Hell it's good. yeah. Hell right. yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon's original feature, Troop Zero, starring Oscar winners Viola Davis and Allison Janney, which made its world premiere at Sundance back in January, will be worldwide released on Amazon Prime on January 17th, 2020. Oh, yeah. man. That's an epic cast. That's, dude, Allison Janney yeah. and Viola Davis. Like, Damn. Woo. I mean, uh, two Oscar winners. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, come on. I, how do you not want to watch that film? Right. Uh, Troop Zero. So I guess it, what it's about is a misfit girl um, in the 70s, rural Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dreams of making contact with outer space. Mm. And when a national competition offers her a chance at her dream to be recorded on NASA's golden record, she recruits a makeshift truth to birdie scouts, forging friendships that last a lifetime. So there you go. No telling what Viola and Allison will be involved in right. like that, but I, I just – it sounds like a really interesting story. Right. And I just – you can't go wrong with those two stars. I'm right. telling you, man. What was that um, – what was that one movie that um, – what's her name from Empire was in? Um Oh, Hidden Figures? Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. this would be like a Hidden Figures. Sort of. It sounds like a mix between Hidden Figures and Contact with Jodie yeah, Foster yeah. about how she was a kid who always wanted to try to make mm-hmm. contact with uh, outer space. So, yeah, that, I mean, interesting I mean, premise. sounds good. I feel like possible Oscar contender. My, yeah, I mean, I mean it, if it's a powerful story, you never know. You never know nowadays. I mean, it's all <laughs> – the whole streaming thing has just really changed the game. So there, there's what you think might be or not be, you don't know nowadays. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. speaking of, Westworld, yep. huge hit on HBO. Everybody – I mean, just come on now. The creators of that show, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, 
going to Amazon. Yep. They've landed their first series order at Amazon. Um, they're going to be taking on uh, William Gibson's novel, The Peripheral. Um, it's a set in the future. It's been ordered straight to series. Uh, and, yeah, the husband and wife writing and producing duo now calling Amazon home. Uh, the episode count not yet determined and no yeah. real further details other than that. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Westworld's a badass show. Yeah. And these guys are really talented. Yeah. So I feel like give them some Amazon money and let them go. Right. And I mm. – yeah, mm. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good at letting – I feel like they are becoming like what Netflix was. They're giving all these independent creators like starts and even like middle, smaller range creators. Yeah. So, I mean, I like what Amazon's doing. I do too. And, and you know, they needed to step up the game and kind of yeah. like – you know, Sulky's doing it though. She's making up for kind of some of the mistakes yeah. of her predecessor. And, and it's um, like, yes, you have been – you have been killing it on the TV side of things with Marvelous Miss Maisel because, I mean, Emmy winners every yeah. – uh, both seasons. Yeah. So, and, I mean, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon because, I mean, it's brilliant writing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Amy Sherman Palladino, man, just like that woman. Whew, right. And, so brilliant. I mean, Amazon's getting some shit off their back finally. Yes, finally. Speaking <laughs> of some money, uh, not as if they – you know. They weren't worried about the money in this, but Woody Allen has ended his sixty-eight million. So, by the way, sixty-eight million dollars Bezos probably has in his pocket right, right. now. Let, let's just be honest. This wasn't about the money. No. I don't. I don't think. Maybe for Woody it yeah. was, but for Amazon it was definitely no. not. They weren't even blinking at sixty-eight million. But Woody Allen did end his lawsuit against Amazon. Um, both the studio and Woody filed paperwork ending the nearly year-old uh, lawsuit. Yeah, and then we he, got the standard yeah. terms of the deal were not disclosed. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they, they paid him. They paid him. Let's be honest about it. That's the only way these things end. Yeah. Um, but if you guys remember, it was about a breach of contract suit that when the whole Me Too thing came out with, uh, you know, Pharaoh, you know, laying some shit out there about Woody. And I mean, it's been around forever, guys. And, yeah. But Amazon, when they heard all of the newer allegations and all the kind of stuff, they had signed this big deal with Woody Allen for like multiple pictures and yeah. this first look deal and everything. picture deal. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they said, mm, no, yeah, like, we're not going to, we don't want to be associated with that kind of a thing. And, in his defense, he's like, I'm saying all this is untrue. None of it's been proven. There's yeah. no kind of thing. You breached your contract. Yeah. You, you're, you're using this as an excuse, but there's no proof of right. this. And so he sued them. And I think this is just, you know, come full circle. Like, you're happy. I'm happy. Let's just settle this and right. move on. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's, yeah, that's but what happened. The <laughs> only thing I keep going back to with this story is – Come on, Amazon. Those allegations have been around forever. You knew that when you signed him to the deal. This man married his stepdaughter. I mean, come on. Which is why I think the money settlement kind of happened. It's like, look, you did have some new shit. And you did kind of violate the code of conduct kind of stuff. But we were also not going into this blind, and we admit that. So let's just come to some money understanding and both of us walk away. I think that's what happened. That's all speculation, of course, but I feel like that's probably what happened. I I agree. I agree. Well, in other interesting news, Netflix, get this, guys. I mean, this is crazy. You know how Eddie Murphy announced that there is going to be a Beverly Hills Cop 2 after Coming America 2? Well, it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, yeah, or 4. 
Four. Four. Be- four. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Coming to America two. Beverly Hills Cop four. Four. There. You, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just two squared. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't hear that wrong. It's coming to Netflix. Yeah. Why? Because they have secured a deal, a licensing deal with Paramount Pictures. That brings both Jerry Bruckheimer and Eddie Murphy on board to produce and star the next Beverly Hills Cop sequel oh, nice. with the option for a fifth one. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, possibly two more sequels coming. Um, well, you talked about how, like, the third one wasn't that successful. It, it so wasn't. maybe they wanted to take a safer route. Right. And, it, and a lot of things after that weren't successful. If you guys remember, we've talked about this on the show before. They've attempted numerous times to come up with another idea for another Beverly Hills Cop yeah. sequel. Never kind of panned out. Then they talked about doing the show, mm-hmm. which was going to be focused on his son. Yeah. But Eddie, you know, Axel Foley was going to make appearances on yeah. it. And never panned out. Yeah. So... Yeah, maybe this is the safer route, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And Eddie's got a huge relationship going on with Netflix right now. Yeah. He's getting ready to do the stand-up. He's got Dolomite out yeah. now. Everything's kind of rolling, so I'm sure Eddie had something to do with this yeah. deal. Because I, I can't imagine Paramount was, oh, sure, just take it. Right. I mean, like, something had to go yeah. down there, especially if Coming to America 2 ends up being a huge yeah, hit. Exactly. I feel like, you know, but one thing, okay – we know a, a, a ton of money will be pumped into it. Mm. It's not going to be skimmed on the budget or no, whatever. It no. just really comes down to are you okay with seeing it on Netflix or were you kind of hoping to see the big return to the yeah, theater? The theater that, yeah. that's, that's my thing. I mean because I don't think the quality level is going to be a bad thing. No. I think you know it will be exactly what we're used to seeing with a Beverly Hills Cop film. It's just where did you kind of want right. – I was excited about Eddie's return to the screen, yeah. coming to America 2 back up on the big screen and yeah. his kind of return to – because he's been away a while. Yeah. So the idea of, no, oh, but it's only going to be on Netflix, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean I could possibly see them releasing that one in the Netflix um, theater chain that they yeah. have. Yeah. So, I mean at least I mean, for a little bit, yeah. you know. Um all I know is that it has to not just be Eddie. Yeah. We need to bring back uh, Judge Reinhold and John Ashton too because if you don't have Taggart and Billy yeah. with Foley, what is, it? Yeah. what is it? It's not a Beverly Hills Cop movie. Exactly. I mean, I love John Ashton. Great guy. Had the, uh, you know, worked with him like several dozen years back. Just a great, great guy. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see him make a comeback. Hell we haven't yeah. really seen John anywhere either. No. Or Judge Reinhold. Yeah, matter. Matter, like, matter, other than yeah. the Santa Claus movies, yeah. that's the last kind of thing I remember yeah, him honestly. in. honestly. So they all need it. Eddie, bring them all back. Let's exactly, go. Come on. Exactly, exactly. Well, you guys know in wake of Disney+, Plus, all these other streaming services are looking for child-friendly slash family-friendly mm, content. Yep. So this is huge. Netflix and Nickelodeon announced that they formed a multi-year deal output deal to produce original animated feature films and television series yeah yeah i mean it dude that's a huge huge library exactly and it consists of everything that nickelodeon has for from its extensive decades yeah. you know library but then all of the new intellectual yeah. property Playing that they're with creating is going to be on there yeah. yeah so this is a huge deal for netflix yeah. who, who desperately needs to get into the animated side of it all yeah I um agree. but i mean they just canceled bojack horseman yeah and like you know uh, several of their other ones so this yeah i feel like and remember the um didn't they sign a deal with um 
Kevin Hart also, right? Mm-hmm. To to bring in some some yeah. animated stuff. Yeah. So they're they're uh, making some moves. Did, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, so his cool. content will be included in that yeah. deal. So yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty good. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, keep our like eyes I said, on that. Um, I don't think there's been a big standout breakout um, animated children's series. I no, mean, I haven't seen anything. Uh, well, it just seems to me like a Kevin Hart produced you know show yeah. from Nickelodeon that that Netflix gets the rights to mm-hmm. in this deal is that's the answer cuz i mean everything I kevin hart touches is like fucking great Gold right now, you know yeah. i mean so i feel like that that is go- and can you just see i mean kevin hart doing a kid show yeah it will just be funny as I shit agree. i mean i just you know you don't think cuz he's so adult oriented yeah. but i he just screams kid friendly yeah, cartoon I, I, I just i think that'll be epic hell yeah hell yeah now that's Next one pertaining to Netflix is kind of interesting because we haven't seen the first season yet. No, it hasn't even debuted yet. Yeah, like, it, uh, this is kind of – it's always weird when they do this because you're either like good move or that's fucking stupid. Right, so, right. So um, Netflix has renewed The Witcher for its second season. That's the one with uh, Henry Cavill. Yep, yep, um, Superman. Superman there. <laughs> uh, Netflix is set that uh, production on the eight-episode season two will begin early 2020 in London and plan for a debut and um, debut in 2021. Yeah. So, and like we said, the first season hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, though, I still think it's a crazy move to do it before the first season even airs. But when the first picture of Witcher was released with Henry Cavill and then the first trailer, it has been getting massive positive response all over social media. So that's, I'm sure what is leaning into Netflix's decision to give it an early pickup for season two, because it appears it's going to be extremely popular. And I mean, Henry Cavill's just great. So, and I mean, he's kind of been raw dogged with Superman, which I think sucks. Um, So this is good. I hope it does blow up the way it looks like it's going to. And hopefully it's a big hit for netflix because they're gonna need some exactly i mean i've been saying it for like a while now i think it's gonna be netflix's game of thrones i I think so i think so so. i mean everybody's trying to hop on that bandwagon right now but it's understandable i guess um cbs slash viacom viacom has ended its uh 2019 physical year by keeping paramount on pace to deliver the division's First full year profit since 2015. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, you know, other than some Star Trek movies here or there, you know, Paramount, they've struggled at at the box office the last few years. And so for them to say that they're going to finish the year profitable is huge. Yeah, agreed. So, and and, I mean, I think this is going to play heavily into... I think this has a lot to do with actually CBS All Access and the Paramount stuff that's being yeah. produced for CBS yeah. All Access. Um, and because it is, this does include the film and television divisions of Paramount. Right. Um, so I just think this is a good sign because, you know, the merger is about to complete and they're about to become one company and it's bringing everything Star Trek home under one roof mm-hmm. and, you know, all these other – so the fact that they had a really good quarter, the fact that something that had been draining money out the ass is now making money, that all things you want when you're getting ready to move exactly. into a completed merger to where you're going to be taking on debt. Yeah. You don't want the the – I guess the the jewel in your crown of you know your movie studio right. to be draining money exactly. when you're yeah. taking on debt. So the fact that it's not anymore, this is a good sign for them, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree because when that happens, that's when shit gets sold and exactly. you never get it back. Exactly. I mean, exactly. if they need some money, they can go ahead and uh, sell off Hulk if they want to. Just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> just saying we were talking about it that would be nice um bring it all back together yes 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 uh but uh with the merger happening it's by no surprise that uh jim janopolis yes uh, Gino- whatever uh confirmed as Paramount's chairman and CEO as of the merger. Yes, yes. Viacom and CBS highlighted that his role includes oversight of Paramount Animation, Paramount Features, Paramount TV, and Paramount Players. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been kind of actively involved in it the yeah. last year. Or any, I think this is, yeah, yeah, just kind of a reward. Exactly. Like, we just talked about how Paramount is excelling now and going to be profitable for the first time in four years. So, I mean, I feel like this is the right move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give credit to where credit is due for the guy that's turned it around exactly. and let him keep going. Let I him agree. keep doing it. I so I mean, he was at Fox there forever, but then like in 2017, he came over to Paramount. So, yeah. I mean, it's awesome that he's been excelling and, um, a little shout out to Hollywood Reporter. They are going to be airing a roundtable discussion with all the Hollywood execs, the yeah. studio execs. Yeah, and that's always fun to listen yeah. to. You know, y- yes, they're all rivals. Yes, right. they all want to kick each yeah. other's asses. But they're also all really tight mm-hmm. and really close friends and, and, and have like this mutual respect for yeah. each other and what they – because there's only a handful of people, guys, that get to do this yeah, on that level with that type power. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a small tight-knit community so those things are great i love hollywood reporter for doing those roundtables. Yeah. some of the best stuff if you guys haven't watched that go to the youtube channel mm-hmm. and watch those they're brilliant man yeah agree agree uh, speaking of staying with viacom cbs showtime which mm-hmm. if you didn't know is owned underneath them um a24 and you guys i'm sure if you've gone to the movies in the last four or five years you've seen a24 because they're all over the place doing uh movies and, and funding movies they have inked a new output deal with Showtime under which all of their theatrical releases through November 1st, 2022 will air exclusively across all of the Showtime channels and streaming services Makes under sense. the deal. Yeah, and I mean it's Showtime Networks, um, Showtime, the movie channel, Flix, and Showtime Multiplex channels. Nice. Um, so all, all of those are included in the exclusive right deal. Mm-hmm. Um And A24, like we said, if you guys have seen anything and they're heavily involved, I mean, they've produced some major shit. Oscar winners, Moonlight, Lady Bird, uh, Ex Machina is such a good movie. Yeah, seriously. Um, 16 films annually produced by A24. It includes up to 16 films. Um including all their new ones that haven't been released yet but yeah. are coming. Waves with Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. We just saw that trailer the other day. Yeah. Um, Mike Mills' next film starring Joaquin Phoenix, and mm-hmm. he's on a tear right now. Yeah, he is. And Green Knight with Dev Patel and Alicia Vic- uh, Vikander. Yeah. So, yeah, they're the ones that uh, gave Jonah Hill the chance for mid-90s. Gave yes, the, yeah. The directorial debut, so it was really good. Yeah, uh, this I, is... There's a lot of good stuff that comes out of that studio. Yeah, seriously, and and smart move yeah. by Showtime Networks at slash Viacom CBS yeah. for for making this deal, man. Yeah, because we talk about it, and everything comes back to content mm-hmm. now. They are they. It's all about having some place to go to yeah. provide content for yeah. your channels and your streaming <laughs> services. And I so, just remember, do you know what else was an A twenty four film? Mm. The Lighthouse. <laughs> Look, okay. I have racked my brains since we've seen this film to find something positive to say about it. Here's here's the positive thing I have to say about the lighthouse. People are talking about it. Exactly. There's a lot of there, people there, talking there, about this it. This film is guaranteed to start a conversation. To start a conversation. Yep. 
what kind <laughs> of conversation could be numerous possibilities but oh if God. you see this film you will be talking about it and and what do they say any news you know bad news is good news positive press <laughs> Oh, excuse me. The fact that people are talking about this is good. Exactly. So there's my positive statement about yeah. The Lighthouse. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mm. fuck a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I can't. Oh, yeah, I mean, what is, was that a segue? That was an attempt at a segue because we're mean, going to a Me Too a, story. It's a bad one. Yeah, you know, you know um, yeah. speaking of um, maybe doing something like that but not wanted. Yeah. Um, no Survivor. No. Yeah. Guys, I, what? What? Now, you know, there's been a couple of hookups on Survivor, yeah. you know, but they were consensual. Even Jeff, mm-hmm. for a little bit, dated one of the contestants yeah, after know. the season was over. But apparently there's you know, something, something going on that wasn't consensual. Yeah, shady um, business. Yeah, the current season, 39th season, Island of the Idols, um, has been hit with the controversy, Me Too controversy. Um, some sexual misconduct and inappropriate behavior allegations were made by one of the contestants, one of the female contestants. Now, here's the crazy part. If you guys haven't been watching it, there's a Hollywood talent manager on there as yeah. one of the contestants right now. His name is Dan Spilo. Well, he's the one that the allegations were levied against. Mm. He's a partner at Industry Entertainment. And he was accused by a fellow contestant, a female contestant, of inappropriate touching with allegations including making physical contact with her after being asked to stop. So he was asked to stop. Yeah. Um, and then this is the crazy part. It actually spilled over into the show. Like it, it happened during the game and they just – I mean, it leaked into tribal council. Yeah. She made it known in tribal council that it happened. And apparently, Jeff just used the opportunity to talk about the Me Too movement and what's not right and right and what's appropriate, not appropriate. Did it happen? Didn't it happen? What? Yeah. So, so much so that Spilo apologized, yeah. said that if he made anybody feel uncomfortable or did something that – I mean, but come on, bro. It's that standard – Oh, I didn't realize. I, bullshit. If Did she's telling you no, yes, oh it's going to air. It's going to air. So, because it was during tribal council. Mm. So, unless their lawyers get together and say, let's edit a bunch of that shit out, it's yeah. going to air. Oh, my God. Um, but it got so intense, I guess, at one point that the lawyers and the producers of the show did have to levy warnings wow. against all of the contestants, you know, for behavior and, and, and different type things. Um, here, the one thing I've always liked about Survivor, and we watch it because we're, we're, we're fans and we watch it, you know, we go back and watch the old episodes and everything. Um, it's a snapshot of society because they really do get a good mix of like all different kinds of people. Agreed. Now, I'm not sure what this snapshot of society is saying because after all this came out and all this went down and it was all kind of heated, when it came time to vote, they didn't vote him off. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is going on? He, like, did this thing. Allegedly. I'm just going to – allegedly. But anyway, this all this kind of thing goes down. And then they didn't vote him off. If ever there was a time to vote somebody off, this would have been the time. So it comes down to like, man, you're a douchebag. You did all this inappropriate stuff. You're vile and disgusting. And if you did it all, man, you're horrible. But strategically, that means that they'll never vote for you for the million dollars. So we're going to keep you around. I I, I, I can't think of any other reason they kept him around other than that. They're thinking if Spilo gets to the final four, the jury's never voting for him. So, I mean, 
know. Guys, it's sometimes you just got to put stuff above the money, man. This guy should have probably – I don't know if she voted man, for like, him. Maybe she did. We'll yeah. find out. But she has got to be like – I don't know. How are you the rest of the contestants and you feel like it's okay to keep right, her in right. that uncomfortable situation yeah. of having to be around this guy? Exactly. When you could have just voted him off, yeah, and then got him away. you might have secured yourself a vote exactly. on the jury if she gets voted off. I just think you got to do the right thing. Right. I mean, like, I don't. Ugh. I know, super fucked up. They man. did not vote him off. <laughs> uh, we should say it too. This guy is no small guy in, in no, the he's industry. Known. He's, he's known. yeah, Joey King. Yeah, I mean, you know her from all uh, the Netflix movie uh, Kissing Booth, and yeah. I mean, been in a ton of stuff. Jared Padalecki, Cal Penn. He represents. He's the manager for these people. I mean, this is a big dude. Like, like oh my goodness, man. Let's just say it has not been a good week no. for him or his company no. because you have all this stuff going down with him personally. But then one of his clients, remember, Pat Alecki had all the heat yeah, a couple weeks exactly. ago. Has not been a good month for them. No. I, 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 mm. Yeah. We'll I know, have to right? keep an eye on whether he's um still a member of his company when he comes back from the island. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, for some happy news over at CBS, Alicia Keys will return as the host of the 62 annual uh, Grammy Awards. Yes. Makes sense, though. Yeah, she was a great host when she did it, man. And her performances. You remember that when she was playing both pianos like at the same time? The same and Oh, time. my God. It was brilliant. She's so good. Yeah. She's actually – this This will be the – she's going to become the third woman and first female music star to host the show twice. Oh, nice. So only the third time a woman's hosted it twice and the first actual music person yeah. to do it. Um, this is also – this guy forever. He's been producing the Grammys forever, Ken Ulrich. It's going to be his last one. Mm. Um, late, late show, James Corden and executive producer Ben Winston are set to take over starting next year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be – that's good news. Um, 62nd edition will be January 26th. Hell, yeah. Uh, what else do we got? NBC. We can't leave out NBC. We can't. The Peacock. The Peacock. The Peacock. This one was crazy, right? <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Apparently, all of the cast and crew members got like just this email notification. Hey, by the way, your contracts are over. We're done. What the fuck? Like just random out of nowhere with no warning. <sighs> yeah, the producers of the show uh, released the entire cast and crew from their contracts, and the series is going into an indefinite hiatus at the end of the month. What the fuck? Apparently, Sony Pictures, which uh, it produces the show, and NBC are trying to renegotiate over the renewing of the show. Yeah. I guess maybe they want too much money. I, I I don't know. But it just comes days after they literally just had this huge 54th celebration. That's it's wild. been on the air 54 years. Yeah. Now, guys, I don't know if you know, but soap operas, they used to be the end-all, be-all yeah, on definitely. afternoon television. And they all three networks were just flooded with them. Tons of them. Yeah. But they've been dropping like flies. Yeah. Right? As the world turns, guiding light, like so many of Santa Barbara, so many – I, I might have just listed too many that I might have known. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah. but anyway, um, they're just dropping left and right. And yeah. the only one that's actually been on longer than Days of Our Lives is General Hospital. Yeah. Um, but really, there's if this one gets canceled, if this one ends up not happening, yeah. General Hospital and then Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, which was a Young and the Restless spinoff, will be the only three that's left. It. Oh, my God. That's it. Like, I mean, it's crazy. That's crazy. And, you know, I, I, I made the joke about, oh, maybe I knew too many of them. But, guys – if you, we were to sit here and list, maybe this would be a really cool top five also, but if we were to sit here and list the amount of 
movie stars and Oscar winners and Golden Globe winners that started on a soap opera that came off of a soap opera, you would be shitting on yourself. These are serious actors with serious skills. And and so this is a big deal, man. And I mean, come on, any show that's lasted 54 fucking years. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, this next thing is insane as well because this thing got canceled literally twice and then got picked back up three times. So it's still powerful. Powering through, it's still powering through. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine has received a very early renewal at NBC uh, for its eighth season. Yeah, what it's the, eight. The, yeah, and like, I know what you're thinking. Wait, isn't this season seven? You're right. Yeah, it's exactly. season seven, which hasn't even started yet. Yeah. But season eight got the pickup. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this is crazy because remember, guys, it started off on NBC. Yeah, NBC canceled it. Fox picked it up. It had a pretty good year on Fox, but then it kind of sunk a little bit, Mm -hmm. so they canceled it. NBC said, ah, maybe we made a mistake, picked it back up, and now, you know, it's not a a ratings juggernaut, but it does really well in same-day live plus, meaning when you add in what it did when it aired and then... The same day recordings, like on DVRs later on, it's actually doing pretty good. A 1.2 rating and 3.2 million viewers, um, which is up from season five. Yeah. Um, It's also actually doing really good. A 3.1 rating in the 18 to 49 Mm -hmm. and 6.4 million viewers overall in that demographic. Now, I read a really interesting article and I think I kind of agree with this. It does so well on Hulu. In fact, it's it's the second most watched comedy on Hulu. I did not know that either. Um, But it's doing so well on Hulu and this digital, you know, after play DVR stuff that this article goes into this reference about this is why networks are now looking for these type performers because with all their streaming services coming out, they're going to need shows to provide content right. and get so you, you know they're thinking if it's performing well digitally, people on like to watch it afterwards. Platform, yeah. then it's going to do well on our streamers. Exactly. So that's why they keep saving these shows that and getting sense. it on there. So yeah, we'll definitely follow it. I mean, I, I might take some heat for this one. I've never really been a big fan of it. I've never I, watched it. Like, I, I a, love Andre. Brower and yeah. I mean I'm a fan of Andy Samberg and yeah. I but I've just Terry Crews but yeah. I just never really I, I tried it I, yeah. I watched a couple episodes just not a fan of it yeah. so I'm not real sure what the fascination is but you know good, <laughs> good for, for them <laughs> eight years man that that's that's hard to do nowadays in TV so yeah. good agreed agreed. Well, now going over to the Sony side of things, Mark Wahlberg is in final talks to star opposite Tom Holland in a Sony-pictured Uncharted, the long-in-the-works film adaptation of the best-selling PlayStation Adventure video game. I know. How cool is this, right? They're they're taking like all these like video games and turning yeah. them into movies. Yeah. But I, I'm sorry. And I know, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Are you excited? But it's fucking Mark Wahlberg and I Tom know, Holland. I know, right? But how is it not going to work? Exactly. I feel like it's gonna be awesome yeah. um then and what this was actually the first film coming out of this right uh it, it's uh, we should say tom holland was already attached to it he was already yeah. on board to top line it um and yeah it's the f- first feature film from sony's playstation productions okay so i'm guessing if they started a playstation productions there's going to be a lot of playstation games that are going to be turned into movies agreed um so i look i'm excited for this one i mean sony has a really good relationship with tom 
Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and I think this is a smart move. Um, and I mean, fuck, Mark Wahlberg and fucking right. Tom Holland, dude. This yeah. gonna be. Can I just say, Holland is killing it. He is. He is co-starring with a lot of serious caliber yeah. actors. And why? Because he's a serious caliber exactly. actor right now. And I think we found out when he saved that Spidey deal, he's yeah, he's pretty powerful himself right now. Twenty three or twenty two. Yeah, like he's he, got he's wielding some power in Hollywood yeah, right now. But he's a good guy, so yeah. he's he's wielding it carefully and exactly. and smart. So I really like that. Agreed. Agreed. Well, this next one. Mm. Is, I, I, what's up with the cats? Why cats? Uh, right, right. Like I, 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 I don't know. Spike. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think cats with Spike Lee? Yeah, you think. But, books. <laughs> but there it is. Spike Lee has signed on with Legendary Pictures. Speaking of A24, Legendary Pictures is probably the other one that is just killing yeah. it, making and financing Seriously. movies. Um, damn near everywhere, they're le- they're right there. A24, Legendary. But Legendary has signed uh, with Spike Lee to direct Prince of Cats. Now, apparently this is a novel, Prince of Cats, that is a reimagining of Romeo and Juliet which takes the couple to 1980s hip hop New York setting. Oh, yeah. all right. So, <laughs> who better to talk about 1980s hip hop in Brooklyn than Spike, uh, Spike Lee? I mean, I guess I, I see the move makes sense. Right. I'm not sure the the book or the movie makes it, but the move with Spike Lee makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna write the script uh, with Wimberly and original screenwriter Saluin Seifu Hines. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they've attempted this script before and it didn't work, so they're bringing in Spike. I see. Um, yeah, and Zucker Productions, Kate Zucker of Zucker Productions, is gonna produce the film with legendaries John Silk and Ali Mendez. Cool. Sure. Let's see what happens. Sure. I mean, you know, Spike always like hits it somewhere somewhere yeah i mean look the one thing you can say about spike lee's films i i love spike lee films yeah. or joints yeah. if you will um because if you're a fan you know it's a spike lee joint exactly. not a spike lee film um i like them yeah the, the, sometimes they're weird out there as fuck sometimes they're very like straightforward yeah. this is you know you'd never expect this to be a spike lee yeah. you know but they always get you talking yeah. and they're always make you talk about relevant conversation yeah. you know subject yeah. matter so i mean i if anybody can make romeo and juliet <laughs> relevant in current times and maybe even spin it with like inequality and social justice kind of a message right it maybe it's spike lee yeah well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll follow we'll, we'll let you know hell yeah hell yeah well, now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Roman Matichian coming I'm on. So the proud show. of you! You've done such a good job with that name. Thank you, thank you. You guys know if you've been listening since week one, he butchers names yeah, all the time. But you all have nailed Matichian like every time. I know, so right? good, I so know. good. But yeah, guys, oh, so much to talk to him about the morning show. He got to spend some quality time with Jennifer Aniston. What the hell? I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> got to tell me some stories, bro. You got to tell me some stories, oh, and goodness. then I mean. But he's also a badass, guys. He is an ex-MMA fighter. You might have seen him on some of the UFC fight night events. Oh, man. We got a whole bunch to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Just like I said at the top of the show, wait until you hear this guy's story about what it took to even get here. To It's part of the reason he became a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, to just even get to America to exactly. pursue the acting career, man. This is going to be a really good one for you all to listen to. Here he is. Hello, Roman Matichian. Welcome inside yeah. the Crazy Ant Farm, man. Yeah, good, man. How are you? We're doing great. It's myself and Logan today. How you doing? Okay. Good, good. 
Thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to talk to you, and uh, I know the fans are excited to hear from you. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What we like to do uh, for the guests is, because we have a lot of people that are trying to break into the industry, and your story is definitely inspiring as to how the route that you took to get in and, and, and what you've been able to accomplish. So let's start there. Um, acting wasn't exactly what you had planned at first, right? Your first passion is um, sports. Yes, uh, it still is, actually. I still train for myself. I stopped fighting professionally, you know, around five, six years ago. Right. So so that's that's the part I took from... I would say, uh, you know, I'm going to start with this because it, it, it's the same approach with uh, discipline-wise, meaning of, you know, when you take sport discipline and mindset, you want to be a champion or... You know, you want to be fighter. Then you take that and transition to acting. I think that does help a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, I, I think so, that's great. Meaning of meaning of um, sometimes is no means yes, and most of the time in the fighting. So if you get someone in submission, no one wants to wants to give up. Correct. So if you get them a chokehold, you want to choke them out. They still fight with you, but if you get them, great. So it's the same thing with acting, but not physically way. <laughs> right. I'm going to clarify that. So I don't get the producer and I want to choke him out. Right. Give me, the, give me the part. But, you know, in a sense, that's the, that's the idea. Right, absolutely. You're the right guy for the job. Right. Know? So um, it's, it's knock on the doors and, hey, I can't use you on this film. Well, you better use me on the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and what's your qualifications? And you just take it from there, and it it goes on. Because I've been working with the same producers, same directors, over and over, and that I think that's blessing. So, absolutely. I think it's important. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's important to, in order to have a long, successful career, I think finding the right people to associate yourself with and the team around you is extremely important. So, well, absolutely. We have to understand one thing. Even in any any business and any line of work, we have to know uh, you don't work with everybody. Right. So I don't work with every single producer or director, but you have this kind of good, loyal group of people. They believe in you, they believe in your work, and they give you a shot. And you just make sure you go in there and do your best. Um, and first of all, very important, this is my message, you got to love what you do. Yes, so, yes. Love comes first and anything else. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about how you the the love for the acting kind of jumped. You were in Russia, right? You had spent some time in Russia, and a buddy of yep. yours tried to kind of, kind of convince you to check out the theater, and that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, well, I've been in sports since I was six years old. I right. started uh, freestyle wrestling, and then uh, sambo, Russian sambo, and then judo. And um, you know, I had an okay career doing that and it was a lot of success and then when I was in Russia so I had an we went to check out the theater we watched some stuff and then after that friend of mine said you know they got some classes as well if you want to come and check it out I said yeah sure why not so I went to check it out and the next thing I, I got a part in you know to play something 
And that was inspiring. That was challenging. So something in my lifestyle, it's always been challenging. So I take challenges. And things people want to say you can't do, it's, uh, in a sense, it's motivational. Absolutely. So not to be hard-headed, but it's, it's more of a motivational thing. So that was a challenge I took, but nothing serious, nothing big, what I did back there. Uh, but next thing I said, okay, and, uh, if I got an opportunity to be in and doing this in a different level in Hollywood, because everybody watches Hollywood, mm-hmm. you can be a star or, or a working actor in Russia or Europe, you know, people will know, but if you really work in Hollywood, the world knows. That's right. And, and the most important thing is not about how famous you get, it's most important thing is what kind of message can you deliver? So that's, that was my uh, longevity of trying to send a message. If you're a fighter, don't give up. If you stop fighting and there's no more, so you, you don't have to go, you know, uh, hungry or you don't have to go get a job in a burger shop to flip burgers. You know, this is not what we're in. And it's kind of sad. I see a lot of fighters after they stop fighting, what you do? Someone that really, really lost. Mm. And <clears throat> so there, there is, there is another life. There is another things you can do. Something you love. So when I find that passion, I found that love of acting, and you know, um, sometimes I'm, I'm always the bad guy. Unfortunately, I'm working towards the good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll get there. But so, I mean, um, and most of the films on TV that want to kill me. Mm. And I always have discussion with the directors. I said, okay, guys, don't just kill me. Make it, you know, something nice with the story. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the people want to remember this guy. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, there's yeah. so many, like, villains that have actual good motives behind their intentions. Like, I mean, just off the top of my head, you think about, like, Killmonger in the Black Panther movies, just like a villain who has a good cause or what he thinks is a good cause, but he's doing it the wrong way. So I completely understand trying to make the bad guy have a little bit sympathetic story so they can exactly kind right. of like well, the yeah, bad you guy. Think about Casino. Yeah. Or Goodfellas. Absolutely. You guys are not good guys. Exactly. But you love them. But you love them. Exactly. <laughs> That's you exactly know. right. That's the idea, and if I'm gonna be playing the bad guy, I want to be the best bad guy. Right? You know, why not? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I love I love a couple of the things that you said there. Like when you first got started, you go to the theater. You, there's some classes. You say, "Yeah, I'll take these classes." I, I think in order to get anywhere in life, you've got to go outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And and to do things that might challenge you. And I love the fact that you said, "Okay, I took these classes. I got this role. It was challenging." And so after you kind of master that, you're like, okay, well. I got to go to LA because that's where it is. That's exactly. where. Talk about challenging making the jump to LA. I mean, that's not everybody can't do that. And so I, I love the fact that you point that out that you've got to do things like that in order to get somewhere. Well, it wasn't easy, but uh, you know, United States of America is still the best country for me. Uh, I've been here since. Well, I'll tell you a small story, and it's not a secret. So I came in '97. I I took. I took a different route. First I came in, I jumped the border like an immigrant, you know, like every other immigrant through Mexico, Tijuana. And, you know, legally I approached the government with immigration papers, blah, 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 so on and so forth. 
But unfortunately, they still sent me back in 1999 after two years. Mm. So, well, you know, this is like I have another script about this. So, it's it's another immigrant story, which is kind of challenging. What I what I took, and I came by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I just took a visa to Mexico City. I got in a bus for three days, driving through Guadalajara and Mosquito to Tijuana. Boom! Next thing, I'm in San Diego. That's a long story, but I'm going to make it short. So after that, after going through immigration process with courts and everything else, they still send me back. So I'm back in Russia in 99, sitting and thinking, okay, well, this drink didn't work out, so what do you do next? Right. So <laughs> uh, I said, okay, well, I think there's another way to do it. And I took all my sport papers and, and videos and everything else. I went to uh, US Embassy in Moscow. And I filed, you know, new papers, new visa, and everything. It took it took another good one year, and I got lucky. So they approved it. They said, "Okay, you're gonna come over here, and you will start doing something for U.S. as a sport-wise, meaning mm. you you will compete for U.S. team." I said, "Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. I want to do that." Mm-hmm. So in 2000, I came legally. I got my green card, and then after that, I competed for U.S. in 2002. And world championship, I brought bronze medal for U.S. That's how they expedited my citizenship in 2004. Uh, since 2004, I've been U.S. citizen, and I fought for U.S. judo and then UFC and so on and forth. So forth. Parallel to that, I was, you know, continuing my dream with Hollywood and acting and stunts and all that good stuff. I, so that's kind of short way of describing. Well, first of all, congratulations on the citizenship. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. And and yeah. that story right there is inspiring. You you roadblock, roadblock, road. You're like, how can I do this? I've got to find another way. What can I do? That type of perseverance and that type of motivation to get over roadblocks that you encounter and still go after your dream. That's what we like to put on this show. That's what we want people to hear. So thank you for that story. That was incredible. And uh, I mean, congratulations again. I think it's amazing what you were able to do. So, so you get to L.A. And like you said, you're using your sports background. And, and you're, you figure you can go into it stunt-wise. Maybe get on a set, get on some movies stunt-wise. And maybe get in front of the camera that way and everything. So I think that's important too. Knowing what you're strong at, where your skills are at. And using that to, to forge your career. And I got to tell you. Man, looking at your list of, of credits that you've got from television to films, it's worked out pretty well so far, I think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, yeah. Scorpion fan. I mean, you've been on some amazing shows, man. Yeah, seriously. Sons of Anarchy, uh, Warrior. Oh, that was all blessing. Yeah. Yes. Kurt Sauter, he's a, he's a character. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about this most recent one, Kidding, with Jim Carrey. What was it like being on a set with him? Oh. Well, everybody loves Jim Carrey. Yeah. I, do. I personally do. So, first time doing that, and, and I was like, all right. And, and I had some other stories of Jim Carrey's weird, Jim Carrey's that. Yeah, like, right. You know what? Uh, you got to see yourself. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. everybody has their own critique. Everybody talks about it. That's fine. You know, but there's some stars I'm not going to name, and they're just known to be an asshole. Okay. <laughs> Fair go. enough. You know, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Jim Carrey has been, you know, so I'm going to say he comes up, and uh, I'm, I'm playing this balloon vendor who comes and, he, you know, he tries to buy balloons. It's a, it's a funny show, right? Right, yeah. 
and he comes up, so I get introduced and be super nice. I'm like, this doesn't look bad, you mm -hmm. know, and we go through the whole day and he's just super chill and nice and nice to everyone, by the way. So it's not only me, it's, it's about Sean. And, and I think he's a good guy. I had so much fun mm -hmm. doing that. And awesome. he, he's just cool. He's, he was cool. I love the guy. That, that's all I'm going to say. And I was a big fan of him. And I said, well, Jim, how you doing, sir? And I'm, my name is Rome. And he goes, oh, welcome to the show, so and so. I'm like, Wow, this he's a cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's always good when you when you when you have admiration towards somebody and then you meet them and you find out they're they they are as nice as you were hoping they'd exactly. be, right? Yeah, unfortunately, there was a few times I loved those stars and you end up meeting them. It's like you know what? I should have not even met this. Right. right. So it's kind of breaks your spirit, but it's okay. You know, it's true. What are you gonna do? That's life. So. Well, and I want to talk about another project, too, one that I hear is pretty passionate, uh, that you're pretty passionate about and pretty important to you, and that was The Promise with Christian Bale and Oscar Isaac, right, where you played a freedom fighter. Let's talk about that, and what was that like? Uh, first of all, uh, I will, I'll, I'll do a small introduction. So a lot of people know Armenians, who they are, some don't, some. It's a small country uh, in Asia slash Eastern Europe. Uh, we're surrounded by all these countries like Iran, uh, Georgia, Azerbaijan, and Turkey. Mm -hmm. Right. So Azerbaijan and Turkey we don't have the best relationship with. And even in 1915, I will mention this, uh, we had, you know, Turks, Ottoman Turks did massacres for almost two million Armenians mm. because we are Christians. So Christian Armenians, though, if, if you Google it even now, first Christian nation, that's Armenians. A mountain Ararat, Noah's Ark, comes down to that mountain where Armenia is currently today. So there's, there's just history of educational. Mm -hmm. um, people should know, I think, you know, just get out of your comfort zone, like you said, and, yep. um, you know, search the world and know some history. So <clears throat> so there was a great man, Kirk Rikoyan, uh, he owned about 80% of Las Vegas, MGM, Bellagio, and all that. Yep, casinos. yep. So, one man financed almost $100 million project. Uh, he was 97, passed, he passed, and uh, got to rest his soul. He was an Armenian man. Um, very powerful. At one point, he bought Chevy and Ford. He was like part of Chrysler. Right. Um, and next thing, you know, he's financing open check for the promise. And Terry George, who co-wrote with Robin Swiftcourts, Robin Swiftcourt also wrote uh, Memories of Geisha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so these great writers and director, who also Terry George uh, has a good credit of uh, Hotel Rwanda. Right, mm -hmm. right. So he's an Oscar winner. Yeah. So they take on this project, and next thing we are, you know, I got, I was so happy to be on that project, but also I went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it was about genocide. Christian Bell, awesome, great guy, of course, fantastic actor. We were in Spain, Portugal, and Malta. Oh, wow. You know, my job was around five weeks. Sure. Um, me as an Armenian, so my ancestors, they were part of this genocide. They went through that. Uh, crazy thing. Even today, you know, the, the the reason to make these kind of films 
it's because <clears throat> genocide it happens today as as we speak absolutely syria and and kurds and these are turks are still doing the same thing what they did in 1915 so People just ignore these things, you know, but we have to face, we have to address and we have to talk about it mm -hmm. because this is an important cause. People don't understand and they just, they get in that comfort zone and the, I'm okay, my family is okay. Right. Yeah, but guys, listen, this could get to you as well. So we have to really stand up. I'm not afraid of to talk. I'm not afraid of to, to freedom and I'm, I, I it's like Braveheart, freedom, you know, it is, that's all we want, we want happiness, it's one life, I don't care how much money you got, I really don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about at the beginning where you said that for you it's not about the money or the fame or anything. It's about what message are you going to tell with your art and as an artist. And and I think I love the, the, the whole theme that you're talking about with education because I do feel like while film and television can be entertaining and, and that's great, that's what it's supposed to be, you can also educate with that entertainment. And I love the fact that that's what you've been doing. The most important thing is, so we have to understand, I'm not going to call friends because I have people ask me, oh, you, you, you're trying to be in Hollywood to be famous? And I get these kind of questions and I said, well, I cannot explain every single person because your mind is, that's all it's going to register. That's all you see. You have to see more than that. Right. Okay. So you can't explain really everything to every single person. You just do everything with love, and you have to. Uh, you can't be selfish. This is the, this is what I'm I'm dying to see. People are too selfish. It's it's more of a give. It's we have to give. Exactly. It's a giving giving world. You have to give. This we're so blessed, you know, living in this country. No one is hungry. If you choose to be hungry, you can't go be hungry. But if you choose to work and find a job, go for it. Exactly. But that's why we have to open our eyes and see what's going on in the world, like Africa or, or any other. I'd be like, you know what? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is really important. So I think we're blessed. So doing the promise, it's it it's a, it was a period piece, 1915. Mm -hmm. And me as an Armenian, there was about I would say five or six cast members that were Armenians and others that were different nationalities, like Oscar Isaac or. Uh, like Christian Bell, they were our stars, and Jean Renault, who I admire all my life watching The Promise, I mean, not The Promise, uh, uh, The Professional. Right. Uh, and next thing, I end up working with that guy. That was dream come true. Definitely. You know, meeting this person, like, oh my God, that's Jean Renault, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I did went through some, you know, and it was deep and it was hard for me to do the, the job you mm -hmm. know when I was there was a point we were there was a battle with Turkish army mm -hmm. and that was 1915 it really hit me it, mm -hmm. uh, I think I was not in a good place like the director and the producer they came up to me and said are you okay I said it was too I guess it was too real I ended right. up being very real yeah um, the fight I was doing with one of these Turkish army guys mm -hmm. and the director, well, I'll tell you the story, so fuck it. So, so the director came up and uh, he goes, great, I love it, he's Irish, right? Right. Uh, the producer came up, he goes, well, you can't, you can't really 
you know, push this so much. It's just film fighting. Uh, I really got into it, you know. And so the stunt coordinator came up and he goes, Roman, it's no Spanish guys. Like, you see all these guys? There's no Turkish people here. There's no army. They're not attacking our people. That's Jose. That's Rodrigo. No, Hispanic. Okay, please don't hurt these guys. I said, I'm really, I apologize. I'm so sorry. It just gets into you. And, you know, this was something close to my heart. Right. It was, right. Um, sometimes we understand. I, I never seen genocide, but it's, your, it's in your genes, I guess. Absolutely. And I came out. That's what I really experienced during that film. But other than that, it was a fantastic, phenomenal experience. Sure. Being in Spain and Europe shooting this. So, well, and, but great. that's good to hear, though. I mean, because there is a danger sometimes, especially with method acting, when you get into a role and you're taking on something that's very personal. I mean, it, it, you can't help but have it get emotional or touch you in a way that 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 affects you. I mean, so it's a good that you shared the story because I think it's important for people to know that, that that's a possibility sometimes. Uh, yes, it was good. It was real. They all loved it. But the one thing I didn't like because that will affect me. That will affect me and that will method acting. I love what, I mean, I know exactly what it is, but sometimes you get into it and you never come out. Right, exactly. So you got to be careful. But I did experience that and it was, it was no fun. Yeah. I was having crazy dreams for a couple of days. I was not in a good place. Well, I'm glad it all worked out for you. I, I thought, I thought, <laughs> obviously, you, you know, you were able to work through it. Just, a, just another example of your determination and perseverance to get through things and, and to find the positive in everything. And I think that's fantastic. And like I said, I think it was an important story for you to share with our listeners because I, I do think it's something that you have to watch out for when you do try to get into this industry. Um, so thank you for that. Let's talk about some of the stuff you got going on right now. Rogue Warfare, right? That opened up a couple weeks ago. You got uh, yep. Stephen Lang in that, and we, you know, we recently had Kayla Adams on as a guest, and she's in that with you and uh, yep. stuff. Um, so that's exciting, and you got what a couple of films with Bruce Willis coming up, right? Yeah, you know, what? it's so funny. This is my third movie with Bruce Willis. Oh, awesome! It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, watching growing up, uh, you know, watching Die Hard, and next mm-hmm. thing you're working with that guy, or watching Rambo and Rocky, next thing you're working. Right, right. It's dream come true. You know, it's uh, it's blessing. I think it's blessing. Absolutely. And, uh, so <clears throat> the one is still going. It's I think in some selected theaters. It's going ten minutes gone. It's Michael Chiklis, Bruce Willis. Yep. Uh, absolutely loved working with Michael Chiklis. Also years ago, I worked. I played. I did stunts and acting on the shields. Oh, there you so go. One yep. moment said, yes, I'm talking to him. And I said, hey, by the way, I worked on the shield. And I reminded him the, the episode we did, there was about Armenian, you know, money train, whatever that was. He goes, yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, that was years ago. Mm-hmm. And we just got into conversation. It was fun. It was awesome. Nice. And uh, this one, they just released this. Um, you can check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called Trauma Center. Okay. So they just released that uh, trailer for Trauma Center. Um, thank God I made it. I'm in, tra- I'm in the trailer. So nice. Cool. It's Bruce Willis. And this one, I'm playing a good guy. So oh, there you go. We're up. Good news. <laughs> So you play a good guy and you get in the trailer. It sounds yeah, that's that's it. That's there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's moving up. 
make sure everybody goes and checks out the trailer because yeah, that sounds yeah, like it's going to be a fun you. one. Yeah, you can check it out. And then we got to talk about this one because we're extremely excited about this one. Morning show. It's going to be coming up on Apple. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. And I mean, I think everybody is super excited to see what Apple's going to do with these shows and, and, and how the whole streaming thing is going to play out. So super awesome, dude, that you got involved in this and coming up, you know, with the first one coming out of the gate. Um, what's that like? What's it What What's it like? I guess because everybody wants to know, what's it like working on an Apple production? Yeah. You know, <laughs> And uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston, dude. Come on, man. Sure. Um, well, I'll start with Apple. So uh, Apple, I think he, they dropped a lot of money into this project. Um, we can't. We gotta. We gotta think about Apple. is, is a huge company. Yep. Yeah. Huge company with a lot of money, and also they do know the technology. They knew. They do know Hollywood. It's not. It's no secret. So. Bringing all these right talents, meaning of like Jennifer Aniston, and then you have Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, right, and these other guys that come in and in and go, you know, and the most respected directors and writers on on the project. So it was a legitimate, great show, meaning of working on it. Mm-hmm. It was we're in a Sony lot, we're in locations, we're in downtown LA. Next thing we're in New York. So everything is it's good you mm-hmm. know I, I mean it should be the way it should be and i'm really grateful like uh people brought me into this project there was uh, my really great friend who i worked before and uh, charlie crogwell he brought me and introduced to to the creator and a writer mimi leader you know right and she's also she's She's done ER, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, yeah. Lord George Clooney yep. for years and years. Such a lovely lady and loved her a lot, working with her. And, and hopefully we'll go back because this role is, you know, kind of reoccurring and, you know. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. It's like... Um... So I'm playing, it's not a secret, I'm playing uh, a character called Sam Rudo. And I can't give out anything like many of the story-wise. But, you know, it's on IMDb. It's, uh, but working with Jennifer Aniston actually was incredible. Watching Friends or any other things. Uh, she was cool, friendly, you know. She would come and, you know, say hello. We speak. You know, everything else. And Steve Carell, such a great guy. That's all I'm going to say. I think very <laughs> professional, very cool, very funny. Reese Witherspoon, also, I will say the same thing. Super down-to-earth, really nice person. Awesome. But the project itself, I think it's gonna. I think everybody's looking forward to it, and it's uh, it's gonna be big. You know, they drop a lot of money into it, and uh, the the story is really cool. I'm so excited to for you guys or or everyone whoever you know is looking forward to it. You will enjoy, guys. Absolutely. Go. We should say it drops November first, and yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because you are recurring. I, if I saw right, you're in like five of the nine episodes, so that's fantastic, yeah. man. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's 
that's pretty much it. I can't, I can't disclose more. <laughs> Sadly. No, we know. It's just an excuse to have you back on, Roman. Exactly. Once it comes out, we can talk about it. That'll be awesome. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. I just finished Homeland. I can say something. That show has been going for eight years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I got to be part of the last episode, last last season of last episode. Last day of the shoot. Wow. It was something I saw. It, it kind of broke my heart. I was like looking because these people, they worked together for eight years, right? Right. So I saw some of the people was like, yeah, man, so what's next? What are you doing? You know, I saw like hugs and stuff. And I saw some people, maybe they had some problems together. They were like, all right, thank God we're done. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know one of those. So it's, I observe a lot, you know. Absolutely. Um, so it was good. I played the Russian uh, intelligence for UN, and it's, it was really different again. And looking forward to that. It's the last episode, last season thing, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Well, listen, man, congratulations on all of the success. I think your story is extremely inspiring. Like I said, I think it's going to really touch heart with a lot of our listeners and, and really get them pumped up about chasing the dreams. And uh, so where can everybody follow you? Because you know these days it's all about social media. So let's tell everybody where they can follow you. Um, uh, on Instagram, it's, it's Hollywood Roman, or just put Roman Mitici and it should pop up. Um, right. Even if you Google it, it's easy. Um, Facebook, I'm on Facebook. Okay. On Twitter, RRMitichin is my name. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, we will so. make sure to direct everybody there to give you a follow. Yes. Uh, and like I said, man. Direct. I have something to direct soon, hopefully. Really? I'm pushing to that. Fantastic. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, listen, man, open invite. If that works out for you and you, and you get the directing gig and everything, open invite. Anytime you have anything you want to talk about or push, come back on, man. We'll be more than happy to have you on. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys, and God bless you. Have a beautiful week. You Thank do you the you same, too, man. man. Take care now. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Wow, that guy definitely had some stories about some stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like I, I, just – I love that. The one thing that stuck out to me, though, is, is like the roadblock after roadblock yep. after roadblock. He's like, oh, no, I'm here. No, I'm gone. No, I'm here. No, I'm gone. No. And instead of just being like, well, fuck it. I'm not. Exactly. I, he's like, what the fuck? How can I get around all this exactly. and still do what I want to do? For me, whether that's trying to get into this country, and by the way, thank you, sir, for doing it legally yeah. and doing it right and getting, you know, it's the way exactly. it's awesome. But for me, though, just whatever path you're trying to choose career relationship or or coming into the country or whatever you can't be stopped by roadblocks Agreed. man and that Agreed. was so inspiring to hear somebody say i'm just not gonna take this as a no 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 i'm gonna right. keep going until i get it and that's what it's all about right hell yeah hell yeah thank Definitely. you again mr roman for coming on the show all right now it is time for the top five segment and this week <laughs> keeping it all relevant i mean it only makes sense freaking top five Shows slash films that you have watched or you're going to be watching first for Disney Plus. What were you laughing? I'm just chuckling because I didn't even have to look at your list to know what number one was. I just chuckled because of course it was. I'm of not course, I we should just like you know you. Know, I I bet we should we should have ran this at the beginning of the week and we should have had people guess. I bet they would have guessed what your answer yeah. was. It's uh, yeah, but okay. Well, let's do, let's do. I'm not gonna lie. I knew it was gonna be on there, but then I got so. Excited. <laughs> excited when i actually saw it on there yeah yeah so i got endgame because i'm really excited wait for did you it. say what it was 
Top five. Top five shows or films that we're watching first on Disney. Yeah. Plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just I did. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just so in a Home Alone. I didn't yeah, hear you say it. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Number five for me is Endgame because I am really trying to see that Kathleen Langford scene. Man. Yes. Like just in what capacity was she in? Like what? Like what was the context? Uh. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know it was a time jump. Yeah. Exactly. So it had to have been set in the future, but everything with the time travel was kind of in the past. So yeah. it makes me wonder, like, why was he in the future exactly. with the daughter? So I don't know. Maybe different stuff to uh, think about, like yeah. more theories. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. know. Uh, number four, I got Toy Story two. Now, there's a specific reason I wanted to. It's not. I mean, I love the Toy Stories, sure, but this sure. one specifically, I was looking to see if they had that casting couch blooper at the very end. <laughs> They didn't. They did not. They, they did made, not. No, they they held by their word. They okay. did not have All right. uh, the casting couch blooper with uh, the Toy Story mm-hmm, toys. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, John Lasseter. But, yeah. you know. What? Huh? What? What? Huh? what? Uh, alleged. Three. Alleged. Yeah, alleged, you know. Yeah, he probably did it. Uh, I mean, seriously. Uh, number three, I got all the Star Wars films. Yes. I just decided that I want to freaking watch all of them in chronological order yeah which is easier to do than marvel i'm not gonna lie because you have to look up like what order the marvel ones i don't in. you i don't, don't. he <laughs> regular person I, don't. I can list it off right now the exact order including the television shows oh and where God. they fall into the chronological yeah. order uh yeah, yeah maybe uh, maybe we'll have that little challenge yeah Ooh, maybe that's what we bring rebecca kennedy our forever guest oh. and emma Furman in on yeah do they cool. know their shit what crazy. order is the mcu yeah. in well, i'm just saying cassie lang yeah. oh ant man's daughter know? should know right i'm just saying she should know exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you're right though the star wars one it's a one through nine yeah i mean it's pretty simple exactly. <laughs> they're even numbered for you I one know. through nine i mean you get that wrong you you got yeah. you got bigger problems George i mean lucas makes it so easy <laughs> um number two i this is on both of our list the mandalorian god oh, so good man. we talked about it at the top of the show Favreau is just brilliant with giving this Western feel to this Star Wars story. And I'll tell you, I, I saw this right before we started recording the show because we talked about it uh, this morning. And then I saw this article and we I just wholeheartedly agree. It's gotten such great reviews and such critical acclaim from everybody that's watched mm-hmm. it since it launched yesterday or Wednesday. I mean um, – they're actually Disney actually made the statement saying it could be reverse engineered into a theatrical film. Mm-hmm. So one of those Damn. where it was made specifically from from the film universe for TV, uh-huh. but it's so good they might actually decide to turn this thing into a film oh, franchise. Wow. So that's all Favreau, yeah. in my opinion. Exactly, but it's brilliant. It, yeah. I mean, visually stunning. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 and we should say this: it's all written by Favreau this yep. first scene, but he didn't even direct it. Yeah, exactly. so I mean, and he it was all these other brilliantly people. direct. That this first episode, that little shootout in yeah. the in the corral, if yeah. you will, was epic. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you gotta just mm, watch Mandalorian. I know. And then the end, man, the end. So many questions. So I went. The real question is, when does the next episode? So drop today. Oh, it yeah. dropped at midnight. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. DC yeah. does the same thing. So you don't have to wait. Like if you're a late night guy like me, yeah, you're up in the exactly. middle of the night. Boom, you ain't having to wait till like eight a.m. Right and shit. There, yeah. Just like you're right there to watch. Hell so yeah. Oh goodness. And of course, my number one. What uh, the mouth was laughing about at the top of this segment. Uh, Home Alone. All all of the Home Alones, even the ones without Macaulay Culkin, are on Disney Plus. So. 
be sure to watch Home Alone. Which is really weird because then that's where they're going to be doing the, the new Home Alone reboot. Well, yeah, it's really weird too because like they have the um, the original Dumbo right next to the live action. Yeah, and the same yeah. with Jungle Book. And, Did like, not cut some of the controversial stuff out of the original Dumbo either with no. the um, race type. No. I mean, some it's of the the black there. crows were portrayed in certain manner that was kind yeah. of okay back then not okay now nope. but and a lot of people thought maybe they were going to cut stuff like that they did not nope they did, they not. did not so there you go yeah. uh be warned yeah now, actually disney did put out a warning but just be warned yeah. um okay here's mine i'm a comic geek i think we established that at the top of the show x-men the animated series probably one of my all-time favorite cartoons dealing with superheroes brilliant yeah. show it's on there guys along with spider-man and his amazing friends mm. Fuck yeah i love <laughs> fucking spider-man is amazing all the all the spider-verse <laughs> cartoons are in yeah. there like x-men just fantastic four all uh, all of it i put x-men but i really mean all, all the marvel <laughs> cartoons just all the marvel cartoons oh. um the mighty ducks mm. Yeah. I have always been a huge Mighty Ducks fan. I don't know why. I just loved the movie. Yeah. It was a feel-good kind of goofy, happy yeah. movie. Emilio Estevez and the gang, you know, but Joshua Jackson. But I loved it. Yeah. I just really loved it. I'm so – I'm watching it. You know who else was in the Mighty Ducks? Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yes, Jesse Smollett. Better days for Jesse. Better days. Better days. Not all ducks right. he came out good, but you know. Uh, and this one I'm really excited for, the Imagineering story, the documentary behind the Imagineers and mm-hmm. how they do everything at mm-hmm. Disney and construct and come together and make all these yeah. epic from theme park rides to like all these – that's going to be really, really interesting to watch. Yeah. And then Iron Man. Yeah. The original Iron Man because, you know, like – by the way, just to prove what I said, Iron Man was the first MCU film – not the one you should watch first in chronological order. <laughs> Not even close, all right? You got some stuff before Iron Man 1, even though it was the first film. There, I'm just proving my shit, all right? Just proving my shit. But yeah, I just I think a lot of people forget how good yeah. Iron Man was. Yeah. And I think you should watch Iron Man before you watch The Mandalorian, which is number one on my list, because Favreau did Iron Man. Yeah, and you can exactly. see, you can see the genius in Iron Man and then see it where it's at yeah. now, where the genius is even elevated exactly. with the Mandalorian. It's just great stuff, man. Exactly. I mean, we freaking, they they got these really cool documentaries on there too about yeah. expanding the universe, what they're doing like in present time, like what they're going to do in the near future. And then what was the other one called? Um, assembling. Assembling Yeah, the assembling universe. the universe. And that one, guys, has got a lot of sneak peeks and looks at all of the new shit coming. Yeah. Like Scarlet Witch and Vision and, and Hawkeye and, uh, Winter Soldier and, and uh, Falcon and just I mean the what if the animated yeah. one oh my god it looks, it looks so, so good. good zombie cap mm-hmm. apparently he's zombie cap and and Winter Soldier are gonna throw down yeah. and then you got uh uh Haley Atwell coming back as Agent Carter mm-hmm. who becomes Captain Carter yeah. uh just oh my god I'm so excited about what if yeah looks so good man so good like we've been saying this whole show. Get Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah. get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ugh, this next segment, I don't even want to really talk about. Did because... we not try to uh, – I 
I'm pretty sure. Go back and listen to last week's, but I'm pretty sure I said that you would have a tough time this week. Yeah, you did. I did, right? I said, "Mm, this is going to be a tough one. And it was. It really was. I mean, so much things that surprised us, guys. Like, box office recap time, by the way. Um, But, yeah, so many things (laughs) that surprised us. Like, things that I didn't even think were going to be in the top five were, like, slab dab in the middle at number three. And then, like, things that were supposed to do, like... 30 million only did like 15 like so stupid it was crazy um but number one last week was midday which i yeah midway midway we we used to work on a show called midday i called it midday all last week it's okay yeah it's all it's all right midway midway (laughs) although there were plenties of battles of midday also if you know what i'm saying there were a lot of battles of midday too but you know oh my goodness yeah this one only pulled in 17.8 million number two like dr sleep this one was the big bath uh, what? Yeah. Like, and uh, guys, this film is brilliant. Yeah. Oh my, it was so good. And 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 I gotta tell you, the 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 star, the the actress that they've got playing Abra, yeah, phenomenal young actress, like thirteen years old, mm-hmm. going toe to toe in this thing. Brilliant oh, with you and McGregor. Yeah. Um, it's a it's such a good take on the sequel of The Shining. Yeah. And it's both a great homage to the book. And the original Shining film. Yeah. It, it's so good. I was shocked by this one. Yeah. And Midway wasn't impressed. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've, I saw the original, like the, and it's obviously a remake of the 70s film. Yeah. But um, it just, I mean, good cast. Yeah. I mean, you know, but just. In my opinion, I think if the people did not see the trailer, they probably didn't know it was the Shining sequel. Mm. Maybe they should have named it Red Rum. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But uh, go see it. Let's reverse it this week and yeah. go see it because I uh, it you won't be disappointed. I promise yeah, you, you like, won't be disappointed. Yeah, that one pulled only pulled in fourteen point one million. Number three was Playing with Fire, which I didn't even think was going to be in the top five. Uh, we went and saw it. It's a nice kid, cute family movie. I mean, yeah. you know, John yeah. Cena. Um, I feel like they catered a little much to the ladies with freaking him having his shirt off i I think so too yeah like what the fuck nickelodeon but it's fine it's fine whatever uh i came in at 12.7 million uh number four was last christmas with 11.4 million and number five was terminator dark fate which i didn't think would be in the top five yeah all the shit you heard about it after opening weekend i thought for sure it was gonna drop out yeah it it didn't so it it came in with 10.8 million and uh yeah i didn't get anything right yeah no but i mean (laughs) dude it was tough i don't think anybody expected i mean what between the top two movies you're looking at uh 31 32 million dollars that's it for the two of them combined not just like one i mean dr sleep was expected to do that alone on the weekend and didn't do it so it just yeah it was a tough weekend bro i mean that that was that was hard yeah it was rough it was rough but uh new movies that are coming out this week we got ford versus ferrari that last night that we will talk about on next week's episode so you guys can get out and watch it oh Phenomenal cast, man. Phenomenal cast. Mm, I mean, John Bernthal in a suit. Yes. That's all you have to say. Bernthal is playing Lee Iacocca, and he's clean-shaven in a suit. (laughs) If that don't get your ass into a theater seat, I don't know what will. I mean, that's like... Hey, this is my dog. Uh, I just think about Ashley (laughs) Get in a van. Yeah, 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 it's my dog. Get in a van. (laughs) What? (laughs) Go back and listen to the Ashley August interview talking about Punisher. Oh, my God. So good. Hell, yeah, I love Bernthal, man. He's he's just epic. epic. Freaking number two, I think it's going to be Charlie's Angels. 
Eagles, but I think it's going to be way less than expected. Mm. I think it's only going to make around 10 to 15. I just don't think it looks good. I don't either. And how many times can you make this film? Like right. it, it's like the fourth or fifth time they've attempted to m- reboot Charlie's yeah. Angels. It's like let it go. Exactly, exactly. Well, another new movie coming out is the uh, The Good Liar. I don't even know what that. Yeah, no, about. that's the one with um Ian McKellen and um uh uh Queen there, uh, Helen Mirren. Remember where he's the old guy who said they think he's going after her money or whatever, and he lies and says he's a really rich guy, mm-hmm. kind of a yeah. I don't that. know if I've seen that. Ah. Oh, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, come on, McKellen and Helen Mirren. Yeah. But it's heavily drama, heavily dialogue, story driven. So I don't think it's going to do well at the box office. I hate to say that, even with those caliber actors, but that's just reality right now. Yeah. Um, See, we do agree with Scorsese on some things. Right. Um, (laughs) But anyway, hopefully people will go see it. Agreed. Agreed. Well, maybe you can still go see Mistress. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Zombieland 2, Joker, The Addams Family, Terminator, Dark Fate, Motherless Brooklyn, Doctor Sleep, Last Christmas, Playing with Fire, and Midway. Midway. Yes, Midway. Go see Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Fantastic. Not getting enough people to go see it, but br- if you're an Ed Norton fan, you definitely got to go see it. Yeah. And uh, congrats to Joker. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the most profitable superhero movie in history. Ever, yeah. Um, and over the billion dollar thresh mark and just like, just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that coming, Mm-mm. but huge congrats to them. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Joaquin Phoenix said this week his Joker is the actual real Joker because mm. there's a lot of fan theories yeah. and all this kind of stuff. He said, no, no, I am the real yeah. Joker. Yeah. So um, whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. Is he, is he putting that out there because there's sequel talk? Mm. Is he putting that? I have no – but he felt it was important to yeah. state this week that yeah. he was the actual Joker. So. That's great. That's great. Um yeah, like I said, Ford and Ferrari versus Ferrari, uh, thirty to thirty-five million number one. Charlie's Angels, like I said, at number two with ten to fifteen. Um, some people think that Charlie's Angels would beat Ford versus Ferrari, but I I don't see that happening. I'm I if that happens, I'm worried. Right, like, I'm worried. First, the Survivor fiasco with the snapshot of society. If this Charlie's and nothing against anybody involved with Charlie's Angels, right. you know, I think they're all just great people, but. If that beats Ford versus Ferrari, it's James Mangold. I know. I mean, yeah. you're talking Logan exactly. and fucking Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix and, like, you exactly. know, all this kind of. He's a brilliant fucking filmmaker. And then Matt Damon, Christian Bale, and John Bernthal. Exactly. Just saying. Just saying. Just if that saying. doesn't do better than Charlie's Angels 85, right. then I don't know. Like, exactly. you know, what the fuck? Number three, I think, will be midway with five to ten million. Number four, playing with fire with around five to ten million. And number five, Dr. Sleep with around five to ten mm, million. So, there you go. Another low box office week, guys. It's crazy. Yep, yep. It's crazy. Uh, next. Now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trending Segment. Oh, man. We love this app. They literally talk about everything that we love. Everything. Act- actors, entertainment news, like videos, creating videos, and just so much stuff. Stuff box office. We use it every day before we wake or when we wake up and before we <laughs> before go to sleep. Before we wake up. It's fucking in our sleep we are dreaming about IMDb Pro. You know. That's like how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the top trending movie this week. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a big week for trending for streaming services because the top trending movie is the king on netflix i heard this one's pretty good yeah i've heard so too so makes sense yeah makes sense uh the tv show is c that is that one with jason momoa on uh apple tv plus yep so i'm good for them like i said big week for the streaming services and 
top trending star this week is Mackenzie Davis. Still rocking and rolling yeah, with man. Uh, Terminator. I think because I think it's because she's being talked about so much because people aren't sure where they can place her from. Right. They're all trying to like, who is yeah. that? Who is that? And then you find out who she is, and you're like, oh, Hell yeah. so it's everybody's talking and clicking on yeah, her, trying exactly. to figure out who she is. So good for her though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, right. Let's transition in, into the music side of things. Yes. Oh, man. Billboard chart toppers. I was so happy to see this one at the top of the vinyl album sales. MTV Unplugged in New York, Nirvana. Yes. We oh. fucking listen to this all the time. All the time, man. I just – first of all, can, have they brought it back yet? Have they brought back Unplugged? Because I, I know so. I, I remember there were there was talks about it. They really need to. They do. I think some of the best performances and recordings of some epic artists were on Unplugged I on agree. MTV's Unplugged. I, I, I oh man, I yeah, know. this album. I agree with you. So happy to see it back up there. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, top album sales goes to Wild Card. Miranda Lambert mm. killing it over in the country genre. Um, other people in the country genre, uh, for the top digital song sales goes to Kane Brown for my daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. Uh, the top streaming song goes to bandit by little, our young boy NBA and then juice world as well. Um, radio song of the week and the hot 100 go to someone you love lewis capaldi i still haven't heard this song but no. since it's multiple times i think i'm going to check it out see what happens sure um and the top artist of the week and the billboard top 200 albums goes to hollywood's bleeding by post malone he's back in there so it must mean a lot of people are streaming his album so i guess so personally i didn't like it i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> gonna be honest with me you. either <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for getting crazy with us on episode 92 of inside the crazy ant farm Dude, podcast. it's always so much fun i know it's always so much fun i i just really enjoy talking about shit Hell yeah. and, and and just like it's you know you heard it through our guest interview today you hear it all the time when we're talking it's passion exactly i think we have so much fun doing this show every week and 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 doing it for all of our listeners and everything because we're just passionate about the industry whether we're talking about tv or streamers or film or music or just i just i love every bit of it it just it's nothing else i would rather be talking about or doing i mean honestly agreed agreed we gotta thank our guest one more time roman matichian yeah (laughs) you just wanted to say it one more time you got it it's all right right. make sure to follow him (laughs) On Instagram, Hollywood Roman underscore M. Yes. Um, follow the company on all social media platforms. Crazy Ant Media everywhere. YouTube, Reddit, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And make sure to follow ourselves. Our, you make think, sure, did you say Pinterest? We're on Pinterest. Yeah, we're too. on Pinterest as well. Oh, yes, we, we pin things. We pin things. As we just, yeah, boards. yeah, that's right. Pinning boards. We we I, we we established that last week. We're pinners. Yeah, we are we're pinners. We are. Make sure to follow us personally on social media. Myself at JLo Fantastic everywhere and Crazy Ant Guy nineteen seventy. That's right. That's right. And be sure be sure to subscribe to the podcast on. <laughs> Anywhere you listen to your podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so many more. It's true. And make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can head over there and look at our merchandise. Great Christmas gifts. Great Great Christmas Christmas gifts. gifts. Just say. Yeah. (laughs) Great Christmas bags. Just like whatever you want. We got it. We got it. Exactly. Exactly. You know who I'm going to send a Christmas gift to. Oh, we have to for sure. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, bro.